Hello and welcome to Euphoria, the podcast all about the great glam and garish from Eurovision past. My name is Roland Bodnam and as ever I am joined by my glorious co-host Viva la Diva, it's <laughs> Isabel Chilman. Hi, how's hey, it going? Hey, 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 how's hey. it going? It's the first time back in two weeks, isn't it? Two weeks of recording, we're back in my flat. Yes, we are back in the good old days of your kitchen. Hell yeah, uh, we had a lovely ha- chicken dinner. <laughs> I was just going to say, we had a lovely chicken dinner, didn't we? Courtesy of M&S £10 meal deal. Not sponsored, not an advert, but no, you know. If but you- I can't really get over this. £10, whole chicken, plus side, plus profiteroles, plus a bottle of wine. Definitely sounds like an ad, but they haven't paid us. If they want to pay us retrospectively... You can um, do. Give us an email. Oh, the cat's having a funny five minutes. Okay. So because we're in my flat, there's the cat here again. So as with last time, if you hear any weird noises... It's the cat. Just say it's probably the cat. Unless it's Isabel having a little scuffle around the kitchen. Sometimes she does it as (laughs) well. I do occasionally. It sounds a lot like Patsy (laughs) chasing a little tinfoil ball around. Uh, So uh, let's get underway straight away with this. Isabel, would you love... Would you love? Would I love? A lovely glass or half a bottle of Rosso di Montepulciano. Oh, lovely stuff. Yes, please. It's, if you hadn't guessed, it's definitely from Dutch. Italy. Ah, no, okay. it's, I, I, that's <laughs> my, my second guess. Yeah, second, second guess. guess. Uh, would you like one? Yeah, always. Cool. Um, what have you been up to over the last two weeks, Isabel? Oh, not much, to be honest. Hanging out? Hanging out. I've been a bit poorly, haven't I? Oh, shit. You bloody... Shingles. Man, Shingles. Because I'm 90. Which I thought was like um, scurvy, but it's not. No. <laughs> no. You can't do all about shingles. It would be weird if you told me you had scurvy. Got scurvy. Eat a lemon. Yeah, no. It's more than boats. I just love boats. <laughs> I, I love, love being boats. on the water. You know me. Two I'm weeks away. Always on the water. Two weeks away and she's I spent scurvy. those two weeks just on the water. That's how I got scurvy. Um, uh, no. Yeah, I've been a bit poorly, but I'm feeling a lot better now just a bit tired Meanwhile, hanging out with the cat a lot I was That's in fine. New York yeah fuck <laughs> you alright let's talk about my shingles again no Rona was in New York I was in bloody New hey New I'm New walking City. here hey I'm... get out of here best wanna... coffee in the world I want a bagel hey <laughs> uh... Chance that was good right but... Chance in Brooklyn <laughs> he knows uh, I went to Brooklyn actually. I went to the uh, cinema. Should have told Chance. Ah, uh, should have told. Chance. He was working, Chance. I was. He working. wasn't prattling about. He no, was there I was for doing work. work. Uh, but that was lovely. Uh, thanks to all the Americans, I suppose. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> Good job. Uh, well done. Here we go. Are you ready? Hey! Nice pot. Here we go. You don't really. Oh, that's lovely. You don't really use Instagram, dear. So you won't have probably seen this. No, I don't use Instagram. Vic, um, our friend Vic sent us a clip of a woman um, eating uh, pickles. Uh, and said on it some some nice ASMR for you. Ah. Uh-huh. Right. Let's see if I can get the audio up on this. Okay. Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that's it. pretty nuts. Um, all right, let's move straight ahead with the... Eurovision News. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we last caught up with the news. And uh, to be honest, not loads has happened. Although rumours had been going around that Turkey was all set and ready to announce their participation in next year's contest. Well, the Deputy Prime Minister of Turkey has made an official statement, I think, uh, as today, as of recording, saying... Turkey will not be taking part in the Eurovision Song Contest next year. Oh, how come? <laughs> uh, so that's clear. Uh, the news report I said just, ba- uh, I read just basically said, 
Um, he called a press conference and said that they won't be taking part. They've got quite a few other things to be to be worried about, haven't they? Yeah. Um, like we all don't. No, I know. We all do. So moving on to the next part, um, we're going to go on to the any other business. And we've got a fair amount of business to get through. So we're going to go straight on to it um, with Jonathan Kelly, who has an email titled, Hi again from New England. Close. That's a state. Oh, we're looking we're a little bit bigger. Country. No, no. Continent continent even yeah, yeah. i've forgotten my own rules <laughs> just continent just the continent you can put the, you can put for people that want us to know specifically where they're yeah. from put it in brackets yeah we'll, just at the end yeah just for then us then we know yeah um this one's quite a long one so i'm gonna paraphrase some things apologies uh, jonathan hi jonathan uh he starts hi isabel hi jonathan no roland no none <laughs> literally needed. just hey jkl <laughs> Uh, and uh, there will be a theme running through these uh, these uh, emails. I noticed that you took offence to my partiality towards Roland in my last email. So now the attention will be on you completely, mm. specifically on you. Mm, that's kind of sexy. Yeah, it kind of is. Jonathan. Uh, actually, specifically on your hatred towards Lordy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> quite, oh, here, we, here we go. Uh, a load of uh, questions now. Why don't you like them? I understand not liking hard rock or metal music, but honestly, hard rock hallelujah is just a schlager song with guitars and it was extremely flashy and camp in the true Eurovision fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, true. Um, I agree with that. I thought their win was definitely a breath of, breath of fresh air considering the contest had been won by ethno-pop songs for the four previous years. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I don't like Marianne, Ruslana, Sertab, Elena. Uh, noticed how I left out Helena Paparizu. <laughs> uh, however, the genre was becoming a bit overdone. Also, who would you have rather won? He then questions... Sylvia Knight, my answer, yes. Yes, I mean, absolutely. You've answered yourself right there, uh, of course. Yes. Um, um, I, you know, I've thought about this recently because quite often when I speak to people about the podcast, mm. they always go, oh yeah, I loved Lordy. Lordy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, did you? Yeah. And then I feel a bit bad. And recently it's been said a couple of times. And I'm like, have I just, have I just been, I mean, standard for me, am I being too judgy about this? <laughs> um, no, I agree with you. It's a change. They are very, ga- you know, garish and ridiculous. And in the same way as if, um, if in, a, in an alternative universe, if um, Vinnie Book had won Eurovision. Yep. But hilarious because, yeah, it's, it still stands for what Eurovision is. It's yep. over the top and ridiculous and wonderful yep. um, in its own genre. I d- it's just not my shtick. And I think, I don't know, it's, it's, it's difficult to say because like you say, when people go, oh yeah, Eurovision, Lordy, it's a bit like, well, that those aren't the reasons why I love Eurovision. Yeah. And that's like, if that's all people are getting represented of Eurovision, it's kind of a completely different vibe mm. because we do like like lordy is pretty western in a way there's a lot of those like quite western like hard rock bands that yeah i mean you look at like kiss as you know mm. a, like huge example of that who dress up and wear makeup and stuff and it's a bit like well yeah it's unusual in eurovision but it's not that unusual in the rest of the world and i think eurovision is a place where the kind of more um, marginalized music the less sort of popular music but still pop music um, is celebrated so I think that's maybe a little bit why as well mm. I I liked it when they won I've never gone back and listened to the song and like gone no, oh I love the song no same here and you know what I think that's that's probably where it sits for me now yeah. is that I've got no beef with them winning really Yeah. but I yeah I can't say I've ever gone back to listen to Hard Rock Hallelujah it's not on my Eurovision playlist it's not something I'd it's just whereas I would go back and listen to other wins yep. so yeah but thanks Jonathan love yeah, you thank you Jonathan Absolute thank you very much babe. for giving us an email let's move on to an email from Aiden 
who titles his... I love the name Aiden. Uh, I know, it's a very nice name. Who titles his email, Ahoy! Ahoy! Ahoy hoy! Ahoy hoy! Uh, dear Isabel and Roland, I am Aiden from North America. Good work. Well done, Aiden. <laughs> you get dues points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, you are both great. Oh, thanks. Um, but... And then in brackets, insert name of whoever re- is reading this, mm, Roland, Roland, is my favourite. Good work. Aiden knows how to win points. Um, uh, I also wanted to tell you another small example of magic at Eurovision. A few weeks ago, I mean, like months ago now, mm. uh, we were talking about uh, if magic has ever been done at Eurovision. Um, in Estonia's entry in 2016, only last year, um, which I still don't know how it came last in the semi-final, uh, it featured what you would call, or what you could call, magic. In uh, or near the end, the guy magically produces a card from his hand. I mean, pretty basic kind of... <laughs> oh no, I've like, seen this one. Magic yeah. trick. Also, if either of you could inform me as to how this song managed to come last, that would also be great. Um, also, I love the podcast and binged on it all in the last two weeks. Aiden. Oh, Aiden, you babe. P.S. Isabel is actually my favourite. So sorry, Roland, if you're reading this. <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> I love you all Thanks, so much. Aiden. And I am the best, so you're yeah. correct. Uh, so Aiden is a uh, uh, short-term listener, also first-time emailer, so well done, Aiden. Love that. Um, uh, another email from Yale um, with the email titled Some Middle Eastern Business. Mm. Uh, hey, Isabel and Roland, thank you so much for your fantastic podcast. That's quite all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, Don't worry uh, about that. It is absolutely brilliant. That's not me saying that. That's Yale. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Roland, Let's Get Down to Business is a legit hit and you should definitely release it as a single. Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Isabel, if you ever do decide to write your Dana International story, and I'm sure she is, she's mm-hmm. just, again, compiling it, make sure to check this video out. Uh, it is done in one of her finest moments. I haven't watched it because I know you're writing it and I want to keep that oh, great. Uh, okay. uh, uh, a surprise. So when you have the time, check out Yale's email and I'm sure... It'll be very helpful. Cheers, Yale. Uh, Anyway, keep up the good work. Kisses from Israel, Europe. Well, Asia actually, bracket, citation needed. Yale. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Last, but by very means. (laughs) Solid emails this week. Really solid emails. We go go away for two weeks. Good work, guys. Last, but by very means, not least. We have an email from Imogen uh, with the subject line. I'm making a song. <laughs> Imogen. Imogen. Hey, Isabel and Roland. My name is Imogen. <laughs> I really like this opening night line. My name is Imogen and I'm a teenager from London. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking throwing it down yeah. there and then, aren't you, Imogen? Uh, I think that might be something to do with the fact that we badmouth teenagers. So Imogen says... Um, Uh, I've been listening to your podcast for a few months now and I've decided to start trying to make a song to help out Roland. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I've started to write the lyrics. Unfortunately, I have zero musical talent. You don't need it, honestly. You really don't need it. Google Music. What's it called? Oh, if you, audio library. Yeah, if you go on, if you have a YouTube account, you can find uh, loads and loads and loads of backing tracks uh, in, under the Creator Studio, and you can just download them and do them. There's free music you can download. Yeah, just put your lyrics to one of them, and a lot of them are very Eurovision-based yeah. background yeah. noises. The YouTube one is really good. If you have a YouTube account, go into your little Creator Studio, mm. and on the left-hand side, there's a Create button, and it has a sound library. Just go there. Anyway, uh, Imogen. So uh, Imogen says though. 
maybe she doesn't need the sound library. She says, um, I'm going to get my friends to help out with that side of things. So rest assured, it is coming. Amazing. Full uh, band. I know. Seriously. Uh, maybe we could just do a live show. Uh, not much else to say, mainly just because I want to sing songs in front of an audience. <laughs> Relive my He's uni. He's like Liza. O- He's such a diva. Days. Um, not much else to say apart from that I love the show and keep up all the stories since I'm sad now that we have ages until Eurovision sad face Imogen thank you Imogen you're my new favourite I know right um yeah, so thank you all for those emails. That was a real lovely collection of emails. Lovely Very mailbag. Very happy with that. Um, so speaking of Imogen making a song, and I'm aware that there's at least uh, one other person uh, who is uh, attempting to create a song, well, including me, so that's three. <clears throat> um, the We have the prize fund mm-hmm. uh, of the person who gets the highest score voted by Twitter and us. Uh, at the end of the season, if anyone does uh, send a song anyone in, does anything, yeah. otherwise I'll get the prize. Yep. Um, so this is we're adding to every week. We missed the last two weeks, so we're going to catch up. So this is a bumper edition. So so far we have uh, a photo of Isabel, a Eurovision wearing a cowboy hat. Uh, sorry, a photo of Isabel wearing a cowboy hat, uh, a Eurovision annual, a fitness DV by Michelle McManus, yep. uh, and then we didn't. Oh no no, and then a Bluetooth speaker that I added. And the necklace that I wore as Verka. The necklace that is... Oh, shit, we got loads. The necklace that is I wore as Verka. So now it's my turn from two weeks ago. I am adding to the pile this very special Bluetooth, another Bluetooth (laughs) thing, karaoke microphone, which is compatible with your iPhone so that you can... I want that! Bluetooth play songs... And I think it has lyrics on your phone and then you can sing into it and your voice comes out of the speaker as well. Guys, I'm like... (laughs) This is insane. I'm going to put in a song and win. Mainly because I want this fucking speaker. It looks good, right? This is great. And it's hot pink as well, isn't it? Oh, it's fuchsia. Oh, it's fuchsia. Um, And do you know what this is going to go great with? What? My gift to the prize fund that I missed out on on my last episode. Yeah, one week ago. A definitely unofficial... (laughs) Justin Timberlake karaoke DVD. <laughs> That's really unofficial. Um, the songs include, I mean, all your favourites, yeah. such as Last Night. Okay. Uh, Is that The Strokes? <laughs> I don't know. Some of the rest are fine, actually. It's going to okay. be me, Tearing at My Heart, Cry Me a River, Like okay. I Love You, Rock Your Body, Senorita, Pop, Bye Bye. Yeah, that's great. All the best ones. Uh, the co- very unofficial. The cover's the best thing. It's like it's like the, the least... Um, press kind of press photo of him it's the one that people took and they went no we won't put that one out available mm-hmm. for people because it's just like it's orange and he's he looks surprised more than and anything he's got a weird mustache and he has it's a stage where he's got a mustache where the fuck did you get that from i think it was a gift <laughs> you know what i mean like a jokey gift yeah yeah yeah. oh well that's great and then uh we well, have I've had i've had good use of it good so it's so time for someone else as now. used by isabel and with your karaoke microphone that's perfectly imogen <laughs> Can you win the contest, please? So that we can do it Because then London. we can come to your house and play yes. Justin Timberlake karaoke with the we microphone. We can go to a teenage listener of the show's house <laughs> and give her the gifts. I can't uh, believe this. It's great. It would save on it would save on uh, packaging costs if, if Imogen did oh, win mate, it. Oh, mate, that would really help. Not that it's biased. If someone from the UK could win. <laughs> Not that we're biased. This is going to set That would do us fucking <laughs> really we're gonna, well. We're going to have to set up a GoFundMe page. Just yeah, just to get this <laughs> shit to somewhere uh, in the world. My, before we forget to do it this week, we've. I mean, this has gone, any other business has gone on, but uh, it's worth it. My addition to the prize fund, it's not quite a uh, Bluetooth 
uh, karaoke microphone. It is, however, a blue rubber ducky. Ah, oh, it's lovely. A lovely Again, little ducky. Uh, another freebie from, freebie from the office. Yeah, I can tell because it says bath store on the side. <laughs> it yeah. does. Uh, a lovely little but, ducky. Uh, it's a cute little rubber ducky. Having your bath, keep you company. Should we sign it? Uh, underneath, maybe. So you can email us your songs, your emails, your opinions, your thoughts, just uh, anything. Email us pictures of cats at EuphoriaPodcast at gmail.com and you can tweet us. Yep, EuphoriaCast at EuphoriaCast on Twitter. Okay, Isabel. So uh, we're going to move on. It's story time. Yay. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a while since I've done a story focused actually on a Eurovision song contest. Mm-hmm. I've done people and uh, halftime performers and the lives of singers. Uh, so I would like to tell you about the 1991 Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, now, Isabel, you're, can you remember way back in the archives where you spoke about the calamitous contest in Spain? Was it 1969? Um, yep. Mm. 1969 was the calamitous one. Okay. I am calling this episode The Return of the Eurovision Calamity. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, Isabel, in 1990, the Eurovision Song Contest was being held in Zagreb, in uh, then what was then called Yugoslavia. Uh, it was won that year by an Italian gentleman named Toto Coutinho mm-hmm. uh, with the song Together, 1992. And that was a song looking forward to, and in my mind, being a bit um, sort of sucking up to the rest of Europe, it was looking forward to the formation of the single European market scheduled to happen in 1992. It's not the sort of most typical Dull topic. For song topic. <laughs> song. I can't wait for the <laughs> single Eurovision market. single market. It's going to be great. <laughs> Little did we know 2017 would come All along. be broken apart again. <laughs> Bye. Um, so, yeah, not the most typical uh, topic for a song, but whatever floats your boat. Um, so Italy had one the contest and that meant that uh, the big mobile party would be working its way over to the Mediterranean for 1991 Uh, now I don't know if you knew this Isabel but the Eurovision Song Contest was actually originally uh, inspired by a song competition in Italy called the Festival della Calzone not Calzone Calzone ah Roland's racist (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the festival de calzone. It, it was really we just clear. love the pizza. <laughs> Who's racist now? <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll try that. I'll do another try one. That again. <laughs> the festival della canzone Italia di San Remo. Great. Or the San Remo Music Festival. I should have just gone with with that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> What Italy be planning uh, was to host the Eurovision Song Contest in San Romo that year as an homage to the original format. However, late 1990 saw the outbreak of the Gulf War and tensions also beginning to rise in the collapsing social um, socialist Federal Republic of Yugoslavia. So San Remo, being a relatively small city, was considered not secure enough to host the contest. Um, so at the very late stage, the Italian broadcaster decided to move it to Rome, where they could guarantee better security. Fair enough. They might not be able to guarantee, however, a particularly slick show. Oh, uh, at, 
as I hinted at there, this last minute change is widely considered to be to blame for one of Eurovision's most error-strewn and worst years on record. I'm going to take you through just a few of the issues that reared their ugly heads throughout the show. Because we all love a fuck-up, right? We all love a big fuck-up. Oh, hell yeah. So there are a few different scales of fuck-ups, actually. Some which were small and just a bit sort of weird and a bit odd. And others which were much, much bigger. So let's do this chronologically. So the very first thing you hear every single Eurovision, Isabel, the first thing you hear um, at the start of a contest is... The music. That's it, yes. It's the Eurovision theme. And it's not hard to get that bit right, right? You just I just did it. Yeah, you just did it. Off the top of my head. You did it pretty good. Yeah. Um or if you're in a studio, you just press play on the pre-recorded track and it and it goes, right? So uh the screens are flicking on across Europe and the Eurovision logo appears on the screen. The music plays. Good, right? Wonderful. All good. once the theme comes to an end however um the music there was a there was a slight pause and then the music started again <laughs> it looped great i love that i yeah. love that theme tune you get, you get, you get a double one you get a double one great uh then when the music stopped that time yeah there was a longer pause right the screen went black for 10 whole seconds which oh, on tv time, time with the black screen is a long time and then flicked in and the show got underway um <laughs> As I say, it's an easy part to get right. And the fact that they didn't get that right doesn't give much hope for the rest of the show. Uh, Lovely to hear that song twice, though. Yeah, the song's fine twice, but the 10 second pause kind of makes you feel awkward. Uh, (laughs) This was also backed up by the fact that within the opening segment, our beloved rest in peace, Terry Wogan, described this event as one of the most indifferently organized contest indifferently organized <laughs> i think that's oh my a, god what does that even mean i think it's just nonchalantly organized let's say indifferent that's like oh that's such that's 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 scathing that is pretty scathing isn't it yeah that's worse than bad <laughs> yeah it's they don't give a shit they clearly don't give a shit because it's it's that differently organized <laughs> uh, so the contest was hosted by former winners toto Coutinho, who had only won the year previously and uh gigiola cinquetti who had won the contest all the way back in 1964 um but really genuinely does not look a day over 30 wow. so i don't know what she what moisturizer she's using or whatever but she was looking uh, wonderful uh now neither of these guys were professional presenters and it definitely showed throughout the contest <laughs> toto was uh, rambled on um flirted with anyone he could find on the stage or off the stage um, i do that though and that's yeah that's fair <laughs> um gigiola um looked pretty unsure of herself throughout the whole thing it really showed however uh later on when a pair of safe hands would really have come in handy um however we will come on to that later Mm. uh i'd also like to point out that not only do the hosts present the whole show in italian which is not one of the official languages of the ebu but instead of the postcards of all the other all the countries that are uh, performing and you see a little bit of their country and a little bit of them and everything instead of that um they got all the singers from their own countries to sing a well-known italian song just a really for every country just like a snip yeah so you, you'd see the singer 
like not on stage it'd be pre-recorded it's all very me 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 isn't it it is very me well yeah just to really get across that they were most definitely in italy it's italy they're singing an italian song before they can sing their own <laughs> Uh, so now we're going to get onto the um, the weird stuff that starts going on. So after a pretty dismal first song, uh, which was from the singer Baby Doll uh, with a song entitled Brazil, which you think would be brilliant, it's not great. Yeah. Um, so our Italian stallion Toto comes back onto the stage to introduce Act Number Two. At this point, a phone is heard ringing from somewhere, either off stage or on the broadcast. Not not a massive fuck up, but just like pretty odd. Uh, um, watching TV, you can hear a phone ringing. We're going to have a listen and we're going to get our pal Wogan's reaction. Let's oh have a God. listen. Skin and hair flying in all directions there. That's the opening song, my goodness. Really gets the thing off to a smart start. Song number two is from Iceland. And uh, somebody answered that phone. Stefan and Ivy. <laughs> Just, just a phone. Just someone. <laughs> How do you have the noise of a phone ringing? I have no idea. Like that's a clear phone ringing. Like who's on a microphone? That's like there's a there's a phone. Oh my god. Anyway, so as I say, it's not a massive fuck up. Like it's not show ending, but it's the start of the sort of things to come. Uh, so let's jump ahead to one of my favourite bits of the night. Um, we're only moving ahead to song number four, so we're still fairly early days. Uh, and this is the first sign that the large orchestra who was situated right on stage mm. could maybe have done with a little bit more practice oh, in the run-up to the night. So, Sophia Vusu from Greece was on stage giving it her all with the song Anixi. Uh, she was doing her best to win over the voters. When a crucial climax of her song comes along, we hear what is meant to be a saxophone solo. Let's have a listen. Ah, uh, there you go. There's... <laughs> There's only one epic sax guy at yeah, Eurovision. Exactly. That clearly wasn't yeah. it. Uh, it's uh, always a shame to reach for that big climax and really miss the mark there. <laughs> As Spain learnt this year. As... Oh! <laughs> oh! Uh, so, um, bless Sophia. She ended up coming 13th at the end of the night and definitely not helped by the orchestra on <laughs> I mean, that song was shit. That one. <laughs> so uh, the orchestra uh, put their skills or lack thereof front and centre once more during another song. This very brief clip has come to be known as the mystery twang. And it was during Luxembourg's song titled Un Baisse Volé. Let's have a quick listen to the mystery twang. <laughs> I think someone broke a string or something. That's great. Boo! I prefer uh, that song, though. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, again, at the real climax of the song, doesn't help get the message across when the orchestra are just... Away. <laughs> uh, Luxembourg eventually came up one behind uh, Greece there in 14th position. Uh, oh, 
They deserve to be higher than Greece. I know, but uh, they didn't. Maybe it was like pity for the... Because the saxophone, I think, solo was a little bit worse than the mystery twang. Um, anyway, so then we move on to Sweden's own, one and only, and we've mentioned her before on this show, Carola, mm-hmm. with the song Fangad of N Stormwind or Captured by the Storm which is a great name uh, now actually to everyone watching at home she did she did really well and her performance went without a hitch to the people there in the audience however the speaker system in the venue basically cut completely out halfway through the song uh, I have no idea like how on the broadcast which I've watched it, it's completely clear but like uh, it, it's announced and it's very clear that the, the speaker system breaks halfway through the performance i've got no idea how carola carried on but she was ever so professional and got through to the end so let's have a listen just to the end of the song because you want to hear a little bit of her song and a bit of the fallout afterwards of one of the hosts trying to figure out what to do with the situation here we go Well, the flags are waving. That's the biggest song in the hall so far. I don't know whether you noticed anything, but the public address system broke down in the middle of that, which couldn't have made it easy for her. Uh, She's asking Frank Neff, who is the invigilator, whether um, the song should be done again. But I... I don't think that would be fair on anybody. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Wogan, He's so scathing, isn't he? I don't think that would be fair on anybody. <laughs> that's what he likes. I know. Um, so you heard in that clip uh, her asking uh, Monsieur Naff uh, if Carola should do the whole song again. This is not the first and most definitely not the last time that they would call on Monsieur Naff, uh, who was oh, no. the basically the, the, the 90s version of her own daddy, Yon. Uh, <laughs> as we'll see uh, later on. By the end of the night, he was basically looking pretty tired and pretty, oh, pretty furious. Monsieur, no, leave me now. <laughs> I'm done uh, with you. Uh, I don't know if it's related, but this was his last time as executive supervisor. Oh, geez, poor bloke had a nervous breakdown. Uh, so let's jump ahead. Um, we'll skip. But the UK actually sang their song, which is kind of out of key, and uh, but it was sung by interestingly. But it was our fault. It was our fault. No. Uh, yeah, it was sung by Samantha Janus, who later went on to play Ronnie. Mitchell, yeah, uh, cousins to Phil and Grant on EastEnders for like oh, ten years. Yeah. Uh, good work, Samantha. Uh, anyway, so all the songs were sung, and it was time for the scores. After a long and really like very drawn out scoring, where the two presenters like I watched the first scoring. Oh, you need you need a f- you need presenters when it comes to Eurovision scoring. Yeah. Especially in ye olden days, yeah. before the ones now. Yeah. It, but still now. Yeah. You need hosts who can speed it the fuck along. Well, yeah, speed you know? it. Because yeah. the people that are coming in and going, hello, Europe, welcome from Romania. Yeah. Uh, like, they always want to have a natter. That's yeah. not against the Romanians. Literally all of them do. You get very few people that are just like, hi, so-and-so from, so- hey guys, these are our scores. Yeah. Great night. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Everyone wants their five minutes of fame. Well, they these guys made it even worse because literally, so I watched the first, from the first country giving points and they uh, actually, at this time as well, they gave all of the points. They went from one point all the way up to mm-hmm. 12. It was lot, yeah. Yeah, so this was longer. But also, I would say out of the um, 10 points that they give out, um, I would say four out of the 10 
uh, Toto, the host, made this face and then said, um, and like had to like repeat what country and like look at You know, his people co-host. don't know what this face oh, is. Oh, sorry. Would you like to describe this face? <laughs> this face is like a, oh, like worried and... Uh, like basically he couldn't understand the facial equivalent of oh oh uh, basically he couldn't understand or hear the points that were being given out so we'd have to like address his co-host and then look to Monsieur Neuf uh, to make sure (laughs) Monsieur Neuf um, to make sure like a Monsieur Neuf from now on (laughs) Monsieur not me Monsieur (laughs) not here anymore I'm fucking quitting um so uh yeah so literally like four out of every 10 points they had to like ask for again and like confirm that it was the right score so this took for fucking ever anyway so they got to the end of this um monsieur neuf was looking more and more frazzled (laughs) by the by each score that went out so anyway we get to the last scores of the night now, with one country left to give its points, the table stood with France in third place with 134 points, Israel in second with 139, mm-hmm. and Sweden in first with 146. So it can still kind of go any one of three ways. And so the last country to give its scores is Italy. And they start announcing the results. It gets all the way up to the 10 points... And none of the top three countries have been given oh. a single point. The crowd are on the edge of their seats. Ten oh. points goes to Malta. Not in the top three. Doesn't make oh. any difference. And so the full 12 points come out. And they are handed straight to France. Meaning it's a draw. Oh, France and Sweden are tied at 146 points each. Just like in 1969. Except ah. this is just the two countries. However... Because of 1969, they did have a plan. Got rules in place now. Clearly, Toto and Gigliola uh, didn't uh, know this, that aren't, aren't up with their Eurovision history enough, uh, because they looked immediately exceedingly panicked. Uh, they just start looking at each other. Uh, they look at, out in the audience of Monsieur Neuf, uh, who isn't there. They start saying, Mr. Monsieur Neuf, Monsieur Neuf, and he just doesn't respond. <laughs> Like, Monsieur Neuf has packed his bags and gone home. <laughs> Toto's Monsieur like, Neuf is fed up with your bullshit. Yeah. Toto's got like just a pile of paper like stapled together oh, in his hands. No. He's going through. It's like uh, calamity. Uh, eventually, they say Monsieur Neuf's name one more time and his voice uh, jumps in, uh, <laughs> sounding very weary. Uh, and it explains that in the event of a tie, and these were the rules then, they count up the amount of 12-point scores yeah. each act has received. Yeah. So they do that. Uh, France has four 12 points. Yeah. Sweden has four 12 points. Crap. Okay, <laughs> next plan. So- we do a thumb wall with the <laughs> main Russell, act. just fight. And just uh, whoever, uh, fight to the death. Yeah. Fight to the death and then we win. And the no, loser dies. Crap. No, okay. Uh, flip uh, a coin. So Straws, it, I don't know. It clearly looks like uh, a the- race will run around the arena and whoever wins, wins the competition. Go! <laughs> On roller skates. Everyone in. No, everyone in. Everyone, it's, just, it's free free just do it. Oh, no, Malta, you you're back in. You're back in the game, Malta. Come on. Uh, no, that's enough. It does. It does. Much enough wins. <laughs> I win. <laughs> Fuck it. I win. Monsieur Neuf elbowing people out the way on roller skates. It's my time to shine. He does this like, guy is a bullshit. He does like, I did it my way. Is this final? 
It's like, get away, Monsieur Neff. No, although by the looks of their eyes uh, on stage, the hosts do start clearly coming up with all of these like alternative solutions. No, Monsieur Neff jumps in one more time and says, no, 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 we then go down to 10 points. Who got the most? 10 points is the winner. And we find that France has two lots of 10 points. Mm. Sweden... Five. Sweden hey, is Sweden. crowned the winner of 1991 Eurovision. There's still somehow seems to be some confusion on stage. There's a whole lot of like Toto then like begins like pacing around the stage, like literally just like walking around. He's gone completely rogue now. He's gone AWOL. Uh, he's shuffling his paper, doing all sorts. Carola, uh, as she is coming from the green room, seems to be... Um, uh, grabbed by some man or something at some point who has to like be separated from her by security. What? I, like so, I don't know what it was. Like not Someone necessarily angry. grabbed, but like approached aggressively. An angry Frenchman um, by a big uh, man um, who is literally like pulled away. It's really bizarre. She then sort of disappears backstage for a bit. The two hosts are left to like fill. Uh, and and Toto talks about himself for a bit more, uh, <laughs> and then on she comes and she performs her uh, song again and she claims her crown. The show went well over time and was largely derided by viewers and critics as being pretty poorly run. <laughs> Carola, however, went on to compete in Eurovision two more times. And one of the times was, if you hadn't remembered, was in Athens, where she was accused uh, by uh, uh, podcast favourite Sylvia Knight of sleeping with the producer of the show uh, to get more yes. points. An accusation which we must say has widely been discredited. Yeah, <laughs> uh, sure. She definitely, definitely didn't. Italy has not hosted the event since then and, in fact, refused to take part in the Eurovision Song Contest between the years of 1998 and 2010. Although seeing the mess they made of it in 1991, perhaps it's a good thing that Italy has never won. And that is the story of the worst Eurovision ever. Love it. (laughs) Love it. What a shit show. I fucking love a calamity. I'm going to watch it. It's all on YouTube. Yeah, I'm going to re-watch it. You can watch the Wogan version or you can, I think there's like an Italian version. I'd recommend the Wogan version. No, I want the Wogan version. version. Um, Bottle of wine. Worstly run Eurovision ever. I tell you what, Teddy there Rogan, is some lovely. absolute cheese pop in there as well. It is full of the full of the the most cheesiest cheese you'll see in in years. And you know, I I saw some like comments and stuff on on that video, uh, talking about how like actually these modern ones are so slick that it's almost like that element of like something's gonna fuck up, like something's gonna go wrong. Yeah, are, are like way reduced. Like the sing for the singers, there's still that, and you still get that excitement of is someone gonna sing flat? Yeah, is someone gonna yeah. sing flat? Whereas at the minute, like the most we can hope for is someone doing like shit jokes all evening, which yeah. kind of isn't that fun. No, I know what you mean. That was one of yeah, uh, yeah. That was like a really that was a really good bit of Eurovision when I was young. Yeah, was that it would somehow end up running on for an hour yeah. over yeah. and you'd be sat up as a kid your parents are a bit drunk they'd look in the radio times still and they'd waiting be like, up and you're like it was meant to finish an hour you should be in bed by now I know it's a Saturday but come but you've on committed. you're like but they haven't said the winner yet so yeah. I'm allowed to stay up still and yeah. it's all a mess and you don't know what's happening and that's why Terry could be so funny yeah. well, because for the, it was a, a complete disaster for like the biggest show on earth it's like the most unprofessional thing like Wogan was getting drunk in the booth like the presenters <laughs> well allegedly uh, the presenters like didn't have a clue what they were doing on stage jokes were missing like people were just like i suppose i suppose we'll do some points now whatever 
like it was fun it is very slick now and very polished and every because it's so big every country doesn't want to be seen as like oh we don't give a we don't give a fuck like Mm. no one's approaching this in a laissez-faire attitude who knows maybe if italy won again they would they'd be like go on guys (laughs) be very italian and relaxed yeah nonchalant just like whatever I'm going to an Abba night on Saturday. Oh, fuck you are. We talk about that next week. Yeah, we will. I'm going to an Abba night Bless on Saturday you night. Well. And I'm going to have a reet time. I'm wearing a multicolored jumpsuit and a sequin cape. You're you're living the dream. Really am, aren't I? <laughs> I'm living my best life. The Euphoria dream. Can't wait. Well done, you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway. anyway. Shall we move on? Yeah, song. Song, 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 oh. song. So I forgot to mention a bit of any inner business, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. relevant for now. Yeah. Um, we got a tweet the other day from Mark. There was also a YouTube comment separately. Yeah, and someone <laughs> has mentioned it in the past as yeah, well. Yeah. But we're on top of our shit, which yeah. is why we keep making these mistakes. Yeah. Um, saying, I really love your podcast, guys. The song, um, so any other business? No, that's what we call our thing. Let's get down to business. <laughs> Let's get down to business. I should have called it that. Um, the song was top five material for sure, but cool. every time you give nine points and 11 points, <laughs> my heart hurts a bit. Yeah. Which I've had to just hold up my hands to and say, yeah, sorry. From literally the first episode when you gave 11 points. And I took note of it yeah, and I was like, said it fuck then. it. Like, <laughs> like, to be we, honest. We play it by our own rules. Yeah. Like, to be honest, like, if we did it by that, we would have basically a load of songs on eight points. And kind a load of on maybe, 10. Yeah, a load on 10. Because I could never of, give you 12. Yeah. Whereas we obviously did this. And we know it's not official Eurovision scoring. It's a scale of one to 12 or not to 12 <laughs> and that's and that's what we're going to go with and that's just our in little head, in thing go back you put it where you all want all the 11s ten. just shifting down to 10 yeah any nines shift it down to eight but then what's the eights to seven we don't know there's a lot of eights that don't deserve to be okay third best. guys what we're gonna do <laughs> no <laughs> no what we're gonna do is start the podcast we're all over again. We're going to re-record everyone. We're going to re-record every episode. Word for word. And <laughs> yeah. I'm going to laugh in the same points. Yeah. We're going to read out your emails <laughs> as if they were correct, but we're going to change all the scoring. So everything goes down a point. So, any, so first of all, fuck fuck it's... is minus. No. Now. So everything that, yeah. So we're going to fix this. Mark, this... anyone who's listening, we're going to fix this, but it will take maybe six months of re-recording. Roland's going to have a lot of editing I'm to I'm going to have to quit my job. Is this what you want? Yes. Roland's going to quit want? his job so we can fix our minor fuck no. up. Okay? No. That we won't do from now on. No. So I will no. note from this point onwards really? I will never say 9 and 11. Really? I thought we were going to stick to it. Fuck it. It's Shit, our own thing. stick to our guns? Let's stick to it because... We can't no, re- people are going to get mad. No, because, no, no, it's, it's our own thing. Because now, retroactively, we won't, nothing is going to match. I'm not going to get an 11. And I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to fucking get a 12. So, like, I think we stick to it. Stick to our rules. It's our own scoring. It's my get scoring. It. I can give you what I want. Um, <laughs> so, Isabel, um, I decided this week to do, to sort of look back at how love is represented throughout history. Yeah, so I looked back through the history of how love is 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 represented, and there's lots of examples of when love is compared to the arts. So from uh, music in Shakespeare's If Music Be the Food of Love to yeah. culinary arts in 50 Cent's iconic line, I love you like a fat kid loves cake. Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's clear that comparing love to the arts is a very strong trend. So I've decided to lean hard into uh, into the kind of love, arts comparison vibe. 
Now, Isabel, when I tell you the name of this song, I want you to give it a chance. Um, oh, don't don't imagine that I've written it, but imagine some like small obscure countries entering this into the song contest. Okay, you ready? Mm. My song is called mm. "Love's Not a Film," but if it were, you'd be the director. Jeez. Okay, San Marino. <laughs> I'm imagining this. San okay. Marino invented it. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. This is. Love's not a film, film, but if it were, you'd be the director. Here we go. Slow kiss, fade to black, but that's never really quite the way things seem to go. No. Love songs fill the air, but you never even notice me. Don't seem to care. It feels unfair. And I want you to know your face is a movie screen. And oh, the beautiful scenes are played out in front of me My heart is no toy, it's jumping for joy My heart's not a drum, but if it were, you'd be the conductor Love makes me feel, love is for real Love's not a film, but if it were, you'd be the director Art goes on the wall, but your body's all the art in the world I need a talk Thousand words, but your lips are all I need to read to fly like birds. birds. So take my hand, it's time to go. The way you got me feeling feels like vertigo. Never gonna stop it for the final show when we're going high above. It's time to take a toe with me. Time to see the world and all there is to see. Wanna tell the people what it is to be when two people fall in love. When two people fall in love. And Want you to know your face is a movie screen And oh, the beautiful scenes are played out in front of me My heart is no toy, it's jumping for joy My heart's not a drum, but if it were, you'd be the conductor Love makes me feel, love is for real Love's not a film, but if it were You'd be the director. Love's not a film, but if it were, you'd be the director. Oh. I'm not going to describe Isabel's yeah. face oh, right now. Oh. Roland's creative juices have run out, haven't they? <laughs> what's, what's wrong with that? That was a pretty good song. That was oh. a good love song. I feel what? like if <laughs> I feel like what? if someone said to me, uh, "I want you to know your face is a movie screen." Like big and flat and wide. <laughs> well, not I mean, not like exactly like a movie screen, but all the I can't remember the lyrics. All of the best things, all the beautiful things, are played out in front of me. And vomit on them. <laughs> Someone ever dare to say that to or me? If San Marino I would scratch it to their tongue out. <laughs> it sounded like like. So you know when, so anyone who's listening who's my age, our age, so 25 plus, I would say. Yeah, okay. I'm not 25, but 25 <laughs> plus. Yeah. That point where you go back to your, you know, you used to go to your favourite club, like yeah. when I go out in Halifax, yeah. go out to Liquid or the Coliseum, Collie as it used to be named. Collie. Collie, eh? Yeah. And you used to go there all the time, you used to go every week when you were younger, in your teens, and then you go there one time. <laughs> when you're about 25-ish yeah. plus. You're visiting home. And you realise, oh God, I can't come here anymore because <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> I used to enjoy this. 
look at all the awful people here. And this music's atrocious. Why is it so loud? The well, drinks are all sugary. Now. There's nowhere to sit down. Why can't I take my drink out to the smoking area? I don't understand. Right. <laughs> you just used what the words are those nights? awful and atrocious. Right. The club is. The club is awful and okay, atrocious. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But the music that's it's playing atrocious. during that realisation that your favourite club as a teenager is atrocious yeah, yeah. is that song. Okay. So it's unrelenting kind of realisation. But you're getting old. Well, I guess we're not going to be worried about uh, the 9, 10, 11, 12 range here. No problem this week. (laughs) So, Isabel, give me your score. (laughs) Catcher. Five. No. Un, deux, trois, quatre. Four! Four. Fucking hell. I think it deserves higher than that. No. All right, well, fair enough. We needed a four from time to time. I was on an exceedingly good run. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> We've got to knock, down, knock you down a peg yeah, or two. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Deflate that ego from time to time. Yes, we will. So uh, I love it when Roland's... I'm going to do this now just to annoy you. <laughs> when Roland is worried about timing of the podcast that it's running on too long, he gets very... Okay, next no. bit now. Cool, thanks, Isabel. Quickly. Okay, thanks. And to end the pod- hey, thanks for that sh- joke, Isabel. Sh- shut up, Isabel. Shut up. <laughs> we have Funny. to. <laughs> shush. Quickly, shush. So I'm going to keep on talking, and he's going to. I'm going to make <laughs> him keep because I'm all the one, of this in. I'm the one that's got to fucking edit this thing. Monsieur Neff. Monsieur. <laughs> I can just turn your mic off, and I can. You t- don't have to. <laughs> I'll turn your mic off. That's fine. <laughs> don't edit any of that out. <laughs> I will make you put it back in. I think people can probably tell. Um, Monsieur so if you want to give us an email just send us an email euphoriapodcast.gmail.com chat to us on twitter at euphoriacast we're going to add more uh, we're pres- both on twitter as well you can oh, add yeah. to us too yeah you do it just at Isabel Chilman at Roland Bodnam there you go I think we'll, you see us retweeting or whatever I mean you'll see us uh, so <laughs> Isabel you'll find us you'll hand us down although I'm going to change my twitter handle now to Monty on Earth oh uh, yeah <laughs> Just like, uh, just add it. That's a new Twitter personality every now. Whenever anything goes Monsieur wrong, no! just retweet it with Monsieur Nerf. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so, Isabel, we're going to end the show in the same way we end every show. Yeah. Going out on a limb this week. Let's okay. see what happens. Ooh. Isabel, there's been a terrible accident. Whilst driving to the Euro Club, Slavko and Gina G have been thrown from the car and flying towards Gezra Cliff. Thankfully, Slavko's hair whips around a small tree branch and he manages to grab Gina G's hand. But they're slipping, Isabel. They're slipping. What do you do? Oh, no. Oh, my God. What? What? Um, they're, they're dead. They're, they're, it's taken too long. <laughs> no, no. No. <laughs> Uh, but how, okay, so what? What happened? No, what slipping? What? Who's slipping? They Gina's are slipping from his hand. Yeah. Or his hair is slipping from the tree. It's all slipping. I mean, They're they've got each slipping. other. But if Slavko's hair slips, it's the end of both of them, which we can't handle. You're there. I mean, you're there. Oh, fucking hell! This is big. This you're is f- important. I mean, okay. What I would do is run over. I would stamp on Slavko's hair, okay. and as I'm doing it, so it's like pinned it to the ground. Amazing. Say throw and she would like throw gina up to me i would grab gina in the hopes that by the time i gina swung yeah. onto the onto yeah. the onto the cliff yeah. on the top of the cliff with yeah. me that both of us can then grab or maybe i could swing her onto slavko's hair to keep him there for a little bit longer okay after the weight, breaks from the, the, tree, the weight of it and it gives us time to grab him yeah if if it does we've saved them both if it doesn't we've saved gina okay and that's priority that's my priority always will be. Ooh, Gina, I love you. That's like Dungeons and Dragons, that. Let's uh, end the Bloody brilliant. Let's there. do more of them. <laughs> okay. Thank you all for listening. If you do that differently, send us an email. Let us know. We'll it's see. It's like a Goosebumps, like... <laughs> 
Pick your own adventure. What's mystery book? Yeah, great. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.